Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. <laughs> and we want to welcome to the podcast Robert Black. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming on. What drew you to uh, wanting to guest on uh, our podcast? Are you, are you a fan of uh, Fright Night? I've only actually seen it a few times, but I saw it when it... I didn't see it in the theater, but I saw it immediately on video. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'd see it a long time ago. Sure. And so I like horror films, generally speaking. This one's a good one. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of not good ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this is Minute 31 of Fright Night. It begins with Jerry checking the weather outside, and it ends with Jerry getting the let out. Hey, hey, Mama said the way you move gonna make you sweat, gonna make you groove. We're, we're in the middle of this scene where Jerry's choking Charlie up against the wall. It is not as, as sexy as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so, Robert, what, uh, we haven't actually talked to you for every one of these minutes so far. So is there anything you wanted to uh, say about this movie? Anything you, you, you've really enjoyed so far? I have it later in my notes, but I like the the trio of Amy, Evil, and Charlie, yeah. especially. And this minute uh, shows one of the things I really like about this movie and next minute is, well, two things, the makeup and the editing. Yeah. Because yeah. all the makeup, obviously, it's like it's known for that. But then also the editing is really good on this sequence. I, yeah, my, my only note for this part here is like, you know, just again, just seeing how incredibly strong Jerry is is so impressive. I, I, I just think how, how strong vampires can be. And he's physically bigger than Charlie, so that helps with the effect. When he knows he's strong, because it's, I mean, as it's scripted, even he takes his time pushing him out the window. He's not in a rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he knows he can. And there is, uh, there's some cut lines, actually, speaking of the script. If you watch Jerry's lips as Charlie is being pushed out the window, there are some lines that are cut here, but there's part of it that you can actually see Jerry say. Uh, so Charlie says, is supposed to say, you know, in the script, before it was cut, if you kill me, everybody will be suspicious. My mother, the police. And Jerry says, not if it looks like an accident. And if you watch Jerry's lips during this scene, it's, you can see him saying the next part where he says... A fall, for instance. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just the, the nails coming out of the window. I was worried that Charlie's going to get, like, you know, tetanus or, you know, impaled. <laughs> <laughs> he has bigger problems than that. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> so so Charlie holds desperately to the frame of the window. And, uh, and Jerry just is just enjoying the hell out of him struggling. He knows it's it's about over. He's going to push him out that window. Uh, Charlie knocks Amy's picture out, and it falls, and it's impaled by a picket fence. Len, you were saying before the podcast that this is a, a bit of foreshadowing, you think? I, I would say, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd say so. There also seems to be a, a visual effect, like the practical effect they use for the picture. Second 19, you can see a spring behind the curtain. Oh, really? Really? I think is attached oh. to the picture frame because then all he has to do is like touch it and the picture frame will go out the window. But then it's a different shot when that frame actually moves. You can't see the spring anymore. Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. I'll have to go back totally and look at that. 
Yeah. I almost, I almost feel like uh, like Charlie sees this happening, and this is when he kind of gets – he realizes he's got to fight hard. I don't know. Like I could be impaled on that fence down there, and I better struggle now. Or just the sight of you know beautiful Amy – um, her picture being destroyed, and I would I would have to say it's probably the the first part because <laughs> he, in these last handful of minutes he hasn't really been paying attention to Amy all that much. Not very well, no. <laughs> and then you can see on Jerry's faces is turning into a little bit more of a struggle. This is where I start thinking about like how strong is he? You know, is he just playing with this kid, or is is Charlie is is he not that strong? Like if Charlie's putting up a fight. Is it actually a, a fight for him? I mean, it looks like it is, but maybe he's still toying with them. Well, he's not fully changed yet either. He's still kind of in his that half-human form, which will spoilers will uh, see shortly in the coming minutes. Um, so that could be part of it. He, he maybe he's tested to, to, you know, the end of his sort of human form strength. I, well, yes, but, I think he's like a Hulk, Hulk, Hulk strength or something. Yeah, but then again, you know, in the previous minute, he picked Charlie up right by the shirt collar and threw him across the room into the well, damn closet. So maybe he could throw him right out the window, but that would leave more marks. Mm-hmm. So right. He just he just needs to push him, and then so there's more of a fight possible. Yeah, that's right. Like like he just has to make sure he kind of drops out the, out the window. If he flies across, it's gonna look less of an accident yeah so yeah charlie his left hand shoots out it's scrambling for just anything and he he knocks over his iowa mug and we're again reminded this is iowa right (laughs) speaking of that when he knocks over uh that mug there was two silver pencils colored pencils yeah and in that mug and as a guy who spends a lot of time drawing i gotta say silver colored pencils are pretty useless. I hate them. <laughs> just want to throw it out there. They're, they're one of the worst. Silver-colored pencils, just, they suck. So it's silver-colored. It's not made of silver. It's not like a, I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I don't know yeah. anything about pencils, I guess. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think there's any real silver in there, but that's not what he's going to use on Jerry coming up, though. Oh, okay. So, yeah, but I wondered if that was a little nod to just, you know, supernatural lore in some way or probably we're just wasting time and trying to stretch this minute out and making shit up (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true like i have no idea i mean i guess i could freeze frame it and see if you're selling telling us the truth but i'm just gonna let it go (laughs) 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 so yeah we get to the big the big moment here uh uh charlie puts a pencil through jerry's hand yeah uh, luckily, he doesn't really hurt himself <laughs> because we can see that it's sticking more than halfway through his hand when he pulls his hand back. So if that pencil had been actually that far through his hand, it would have went right into his throat. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I actually have a, a quote from uh, uh, Fangoria from November of 1985. This is Chris Sarandon. This is this is the part where I read Robert. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> When I first read the script, there was, interestingly, very little real physical violence in it. What's so startling about it is you are in constant anticipation of a violent act, and that comes from good script writing. The film also has a lot of humor, but it's intentional. It is a humor of irony and situation. Any humor comes out of the fact that the audience has invested a certain amount
kind of emotional baggage with the characters. And if something funny happens, they're going to laugh at that. We're having fun with that, but we're not making fun of it. Also, I think you'll find in this movie that in the first 40 minutes or so, there's only one violent act, and that's somebody sticking a pencil through somebody's hand. The rest of that time is spent leading up to something happening. You know something's got to happen, but nothing does. To me, that's much more effective, a kind of Hitchcockian approach to that sort of material. What's much more important is how you lead up to the act rather than the act itself. It's not what you see, but what you've dreaded seeing. Mm, nice. So it's a it's a good thing about like vampire movies too is that a lot of the time, vampire attacks aren't inherently violent, so it fits. Mm-hmm. Like they seduce you and then they bite you. They don't have to attack you. Right. Right. They don't like brutalize you. Like this, he got invited it. over and he just shows up that night. Oh, he yeah. says, Why not? And he and then he's like, I'll do it tomorrow night. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, this is when uh, uh, Jerry does his, uh, I don't know, he, this is a strange thing. Like, like Charlie's just let the air out of him and he's a balloon because he just starts <laughs> spinning around the room. <laughs> yeah, I love that he spins. He doesn't just turn around. He spins at least one time all the way. <laughs> it's a frightening It's a frightening yell that he has, you know. The, uh, but, yeah, the... <laughs> I don't know why it recalls the Wicked Witch of the West to me when he spins okay. like that. Kind of does, yeah. The, the smoke. Speaking of smoke, I'm uh, melting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he after the spin, right? It's that amazing. It's that amazing reveal of the hand, which is I, that's shot so well. It looks like a normal back, normal back of the hand, and then he spins it around, and you realize he's you know. He's got these crazy long fingers. I love it. But I wonder how they did the effect of little tendrils of smoke come off of that, uh, of, off the wound. I know not for this uh, minute. There is a later minute where some smoke, I believe, comes out of uh, maybe another vampire. And uh, uh, they actually just use cigarette smoke. Oh. They like, yeah, I don't know, they like there's one it. moment here where the smoke looks like it's coming from behind his torso, mm. like just out of frame toward his hand, not uh-huh. from his hand. So right. it could be from that. If you do, if you're close enough, it's going to look the same. Right. We're busy looking at the hand anyway. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Tom Holland or somebody was around the right behind him blowing, uh, blowing cigarette smoke, like Robin said, <laughs> in the frame. So, so from Fangori, I have, uh, a, you know, there was a discussion with Steve Johnson, one of the uh, visual effects people, and he says that um, uh, the, the the long spider spidery finger extensions was a result of uh, Tom Holland really wanted to uh, reflect uh, Nosferatu. Ah, nice. Yeah. Nice. And he says, originally, Tom wanted to concentrate only on his killing hand, which I thought was an interesting idea, to exaggerate the right hand he used in wiping out his victims. But then he decided halfway through that it might look kind of absurd that the vampire only has one long hand and one small hand. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like a video game character, you know, like just at that one killing hand. (laughs) Is this the first time we see the fingers long like that? No. No. It's the first time we get a really good look, but... Mm -hmm. And, and they seem a little bit uh, even more exaggerated now. But there is a moment when Charlie is looking out the window, um, you know, across the way into the Dandridge house. And yeah. he pulls the shade down and you can see that his fingers are unnaturally long. But these do look more exaggerated. Well, I love that the 
when they were doing the makeup because it would take so long Chris Sarandon took to putting on the fingertips himself yeah. while the others were doing the rest of his makeup. Yeah. He's a pro. So I have one more uh, thing to read here. Another bit of trivia here because it's it, it, we see him now turning, holding the pencil, looking at it palm up, then – or wait. He looks at it palm down, then he brings it palm up, and then he pulls the uh, pencil out. So that's a yeah. pretty crazy effect. Uh, Steve Jones, I mentioned before, he got that effect uh, from watching Excalibur. In the movie, Sir Lancelot is laying with a sword through his side, and he's naked. Like, uh, So you see the sword going through him, and then he uh, yanks the sword out, and you see the end coming out the other side. He yanks it out so it's collapsible, and he turns it in such a way you don't uh, see the other end being yanked away by a wire. So he says here, the shot of Jerry pulling the pencil out of his hand was achieved by having a spring-loaded collapsible pencil glued to his palm and an eraser tip loosely attached to the back of his hand. When he turns his hand and pulls a spring-loaded piece from his palm, out of shot, a monofilament wire jerked away the tip, so when he turns it back, it appears as though he pulled it straight through his hand. He says, so we go to the editing room, and Tom had put a reaction right in the middle of it, and ruined the entire shot. <laughs> like he just like pulled that off right on camera, and then Tom's like like cut to Charlie going. Uh, <laughs> he says the point was to prove it all could be done in one shot. So Tom realizes his mistake and 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 took that reaction shot out of there. So it's all in one cut. No, knowing how they do it, you can see it too. You can see the bottom of the pencil in his palm is thicker because it has part collapsible part inside. It, but yeah. it's still cool. Yeah, I don't know. They have enough gore to it, 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 it sells it to me. You know? Yeah, and you can't tell when the other part is pulled off no. the other side because it's underneath his arm and you can't see it at all. Ah, so cool. I, I, I'd love to get one of these effects people on, on this podcast. Uh, Steve Johnson is actually a kind of a hoot um, uh, on the uh, You're So Cool Brewster Fright Night documentary. So yeah. uh, he'd yeah. be uh, oh, amazing. Anyway, so I, I think that kind of wraps it up for this minute. You guys got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, just a minor thing because we were talking about the, like, he, they remind us that it's Iowa with the cup yeah he also there's a car magazine on his desk and i noticed he has like car posters on the wall mm-hmm. even though he's like this horror film freak basically <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's like a weird i mean that's possible of course you could be interested in both but it's just background material it never comes up he doesn't have to do anything with the car later <laughs> yeah it's true i we've kind of debated the how how really a horror fan he is i mean uh, he has to ask ask ed about how to how, yeah, to, how to kill a vampire. How to kill a vampire. So it's like, don't you? I mean, these are basic things. Um, yeah, I don't know the car thing. It's he's got kind of a well, he's got Tom Holland's car, <laughs> kind of a classic car there. So that's the only clue into that he's so into cars that he would get like you know a classic, but have it like look like it's being worked on. I don't know the the paint job especially, right. Well, he doesn't. I don't think he's going to need to worry about that paint job here pretty soon. Oh my but. god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you for joining us today, Robert. Uh, do you have anything to plug on this Monday? Uh, it's Monday that starts with M, so I'll say Michael Myers minute, Ooh. in which I went through the original Halloween one minute at a time. Very cool. You can find that on all your obvious social media by looking up Michael Myers minute, basically. And uh, are you going to continue on through the series, or are you that brave? 
it, currently I have no plans to, but I don't know. <laughs> well, that original is great. I revisit it every year. It's yeah. right up there with Fright Night, obviously. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think it's time to put a stake in this one. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com. And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And I'm Robert. Thanks for listening. Have a fright night, everyone. He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) You're so cool, Bruce.